raptured out of here, uh, the tribulation period is going to take place. And there's going to be more plagues. There's going to be more wars. There's going to be more things come to pass. The Antichrist is going to make himself known. And he's going to deceive many people. And that's what I want to preach on this morning is men who shall deceive many. The title of my message is part one. I'll preach part two next Sunday morning. Uh, but the, the title is The End Is Not Yet Part One. Uh, and so we're going to get into the book of Matthew, St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 24, this morning. And we're going to read to you, and now I want us to understand that the book of Matthew, uh, chapter 24, is not talking about uh, the, the times leading up to the tribulation, much like we're living in today. It is actually specifically speaking of the tribulation period. Jesus is prophesying about this period of time and the church is already taken out. Uh, if you believe in a pre-trib, it don't matter if you believe in a pre-trib or not, I believe the Bible is very plain that the church will be taken out of here before the tribulation period. Um, so uh, this morning with the Lord being my helper, uh, we're going to preach to you what God has given us this week. He's given us a lot, that's why I've had to separate it in two messages. Um, so you pray for us this morning. Matthew chapter 24 Again, reading at verse number 42. And the Bible says, Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the goodman of the house had known in that what watch the thief would come, he would have watched, and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man coming. Our Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning as humble as we know how. And Father, we're just so humbled, Lord, to be able to preach your word once again. Father, we're so thankful, Lord, that you've called us to preach in such a time as this. Father, we know that you've called us, Lord, to reach out to your people. Lord, and to reach out to the lost people, God, that they might get in before it's everlasting too late. Father, I ask that you bless this word. I ask, God, that it wouldn't return void. God, for your word said uh, that it wouldn't return void, and we're trusting you today. Father, I know that I can't do this without you. I need the anointing. I need the power of the Holy Ghost. God, I'm asking you today, Lord, to guard my tongue. God, I pray that you'd use me today, Lord, to reach your people. Father, we love you for all that you do and for who you are. And God, just bless the Scripture today. In Christ's holy name we do pray. Amen. Thank you for, for reading and praying with us. There are signs. And now I'm talking about the end is not yet. And I'll have to back up to verse number 5, I believe it is in order for us to get an understanding, uh, no, in verse number 6, I'm sorry, uh, I'm going to have to back up to verse number 6 to uh, bring a, pre pre a preface to the message, if you will. And it says in verse number 6 of Matthew 24, And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Jesus Himself said that. Now, we understand that the book of Matthew chapter 24 is speaking specifically to the Jewish nation in the tribulation period. But I believe that we can also use this Scripture today and look around us at the signs and, and the things that are going on around us and understand that the end is coming, but the end is not yet. I believe we can all agree on that. I believe we can agree that Jesus is coming back. I believe that we can believe, uh, agree that Jesus is coming back sooner than what we might think. 
I believe he's at the very door. His hand may be on the doorknob waiting for the Father to say, Go. I believe Jesus is standing at attention and He's ready to go and uh, call His people. Part number one is, is what I want to talk to us about this morning, and that is the deception at hand. Men shall deceive you. You can deceive yourself, and there will be a falling away. We're seeing that today in the very church. Uh, now, we're seeing a lot of things going on in our church world today, and I'm not talking about the body of Christ. I'm talking about globally uh, the churches around the world, uh, we're seeing a falling away. Um, in the body of Christ, we are also seeing a falling away. People, uh, and I believe it's here in uh, Matthew uh, chapter 24 and verse 24, the last part, he said, they shall deceive the very elect. They shall deceive the very elect. So that lets me know that if the church is not watching for the Lord to come back, if the church is not watching uh, for the goodman of the house to come back and preparing in order to meet the, the goodman of the house, we can be deceived. We can be deceived. Men shall deceive us. Matthew chapter 24, Jesus speaks of the events that will take place during the tribulation period of seven years. Or you can find in Daniel chapter 9, verse 26 through 17, and I won't read that this morning, uh, but he specifically states, uh, uh, in sorry, uh, Daniel chapter 9, 26 and 27, he specifically mentions a one-week period. And so uh, that one week, if you if you do the math and, and you read, you study the Word of God, and I didn't have time to in the last a few days to, to get too deep into this, um, but that seven years is one week that Daniel referenced in chapter 9. The events described in this section are the beginning of birth pains mentioned in Matthew chapter 24 and verse number 8. And he says this uh, in, in verse number 7. For nation shall rise against nation. Boy, ain't we seeing that today. We're seeing that all around the world. Russia uh, coming against Iran. Iran and Afghanistan and all these uh, uh, Islam uh, countries. They're coming against Israel. They're trying their very best to, to take Israel totally out of the picture. But friend, I'll be the first one to tell you that Israel will be the last man standing because that is God's people. That is, They have the armor of God on them, protecting them. And the tribulation period is for them to return unto their God, to their Messiah. And kingdom against kingdom. We, we've seen that, amen? Prince Harry and, and uh, 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 what's his wife's name, Megan? Uh, they've left the royal family. I mean, they're no longer there. Boy, we're seeing... The kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines. Boy, there is famine all around the world. Third world countries that are starving to death. Literally. Starving to death because they don't have the means to get food. And here we are in America running to the grocery store because we eat fast food seven days a week. We eat out. We go to fine dining restaurants seven days a week because we don't cook at home, but when something like this happens, boy, we're the first ones in line at the grocery store trying to buy everything we can buy because we think it's the end of time. When there's people suffering, they don't have that. The coronavirus is in those countries too. And it's devastating those countries. And only God in heaven, only the wise God, the true and wise God, 
is able to take care of them. And boy, is the gospel being preached. We need to get the gospel to those countries. We need to let them know that there is a God in heaven that still cares for them, that loves them, that died on a cross for their sin, that they might be saved, and that they can have a better life, the best life. If they live in a third world country and they starve to death, listen, they can eat the fatted calves in heaven if they'll just call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. He said, and there shall be famines. Now, I want us to pay close attention to this. And pestilences, diseases, sicknesses, illnesses. I believe we're starting to see some of that. I don't believe that, that the coronavirus is, is something that... I believe it'll be a much worse uh, pandemic during the tribulation period. But I do believe that this is just a little taste of what's coming to those who don't call on God, who do not repent, who do not fall on their face and do exactly what Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 says. And, and, and that verse of Scripture... It, specifically says that for if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways and repent being what I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will hear their land that's exactly what we're seeing today we're seeing God uh, get a hold of some people and try and wake people up because Romans chapter 13 and verse number 8 says that knowing the time that it is high time to awake out of sleep for our salvation is nearer than we believe it's coming. He's coming. It says, and pestilences and earthquakes. Wasn't there an earthquake in Turkey not too long ago? Killed several people. There's earthquakes going on as we speak in diverse places. That's in numerous places. That's what it's talking about. It's in numerous places. There's earthquakes all the time in the state of California. They are probably the most known state in America to have earthquakes on a regular basis. God's trying to wake them up. God's trying to wake them up. He's not only trying to wake California up, but He's trying to wake America up. He's trying to wake Canada up. He's trying to wake Mexico up. He's trying to wake uh, uh, Russia and China and Japan and Afghanistan and Iran. And, he's, and, and listen, I've I, I done some study not, uh, a few months ago, and, and there, there are people being converted from Islam in the state of Iran this very day being converted to Christianity because they know where their help comes from. They know that Muhammad ain't done a thing for them but destroy their families, destroy their lives. But Jesus, He's the only way out. He's the only way out. Notice what Jesus said in verse number 8. He said, all these are the beginning of sorrows. Now listen, we ain't even got to the tribulation period. And Jesus is speaking during the tribulation period. He's prophesying in the tribulation period. And friend, it's going to be much worse during that time if you're left behind if you are left behind when the rapture of the church takes place, if you are left behind, it will be much worse than the pandemic that we're facing today. You don't want to be here. And if you reject Christ during that time, I promise you do not want to go where you're headed after the tribulation period. You will, you will stand at the judgment seat of God, the Almighty God, the wise God. He will judge you according to your works and determine whether you have the blood of Christ applied to your life. Those who are born again, whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, we will go before the judgment seat of Christ. And Christ will, will look over our sins. He will see if the blood has been applied. But He will judge us uh, and reward us according to our works that we have done in His name. 
Verse number 9 says, Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. I didn't know I was going to do this. I thought I was preaching a topical message this morning, but I feel compelled to just go through what Jesus is saying here in Matthew chapter 24 because I see it today. It's, it's coming to pass. All these things are lining up. Get ready. The, the, the persecution of the church is coming. It's coming to America and it's coming very quickly. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. Verse number 11. Boy, that's where I want to stop at uh, just for a few moments because that's what I'm preaching on is men who shall deceive many. It says that many false prophets shall rise. Boy, their churches are flourishing today. Flourishing. This morning they're probably getting a, a good feel-good message this morning saying that everything's going to be alright. Amen? How do we know that everything's going to be alright? If you're a born-again child of God, everything will be alright. Amen? But if you don't know God, if you ain't saved, if you ain't born again, friend, you could face some very terrible times that are coming this way. You better know in whom your hope lies. Amen? If, it, if, it, uh, if your hope lies in another pastor, don't put your hope in me because I'll let you down. I'll fail you. I can't meet your needs. I can meet some of them. I can go, and I preached last Sunday night on the limitations of man. I can go just so far to meet your needs. But then God has to take over, and God has to do the rest. Paul said, one man watereth and one man soweth, but God giveth the increase. Amen? This morning, uh, in verse number 12, it says, and shall deceive many. We're seeing that today. Uh, and boy, I believe that's what's a, a, a big reason why we're seeing the great falling away is because of these false teachers, these false preachers, and these false doctrines that are in America today and around the world. Uh, 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 preaching on, on the wealth and prosperity and the health and and listen, I believe that God will make you prosperous if you trust in Him. Might not be financial prosperity, but you will prosper. Listen, I'm prospering this morning in peace. I ain't afraid of what may come because I know who I'm. I know who I'm. I'm in. Amen. I'm in Christ. I know that I am protected, and I am secure, safe in the arms of God. Thank you for seeing that this morning. The, uh, the image of a woman in travail is a picture of the tribulation period. Second Thessalonians chapter number 2. Uh, and Warren Wiersbe uh, stated this, and I'm just going to quote to you what he said. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 indicates that the Antichrist cannot be revealed until the restrainer is taken out of the myth. The restrainer is the Holy Spirit in the church. Once the church is out of the world, then Satan can produce his masterpiece, the Antichrist. So church, you may believe differently than I do. I don't believe that we'll get to see who the Antichrist is. I don't believe we'll live to see it. I believe the Lord will come back before then. Uh, and I stand with uh, Dr. Wearsby uh, on his statement uh, because the restrainer is in the church. The Holy Spirit is in the church. And if you are born again, bought by the blood of Christ, you have the Holy Spirit living in you. So if He's taken out of the world, guess who else is going with Him? 
Those who are dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be what? Shall be called up to meet them in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Don't that excite you this morning? Listen, I don't know if you're watching online this morning or not, but praise God, I'm excited this morning that my Lord, He's coming to get me. <laughs> He's coming to get me. Let me read to you what 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1-4 through 4 says. It says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto Him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as at the day of Christ is at hand. We're getting close. We're getting close. And, and Paul is telling those at Thessalonica, be not soon shaken. That's what I'm telling the church world today, that, that those that are here and those uh, uh, watching via YouTube and Facebook and, and the media outlets that we have, be not soon shaken. That's exactly what the enemy wants to do. He wants to jar the church. He wants to shake the church and, and, and see how many people he can have fall away. But I encourage you, be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as at the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means. Church, I, I read to you in Matthew 24 and 11, it says, And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And Paul is here telling us in 2 Thessalonians, Let no man deceive you. What's he telling us? He's, he's telling us to cling to the truth. If you have the Word of God, you have the truth. Amen. Be careful what version you use because they ain't all true. They ain't all true. you got to watch on them versions. There's a lot of versions out there that will deceive you. It's just another outlet for those false teachers and false prophets to, to help you fall away. Be sure you've got the true, infallible, holy Word of God. Because if you have it, and you if you if you read that word, you'll know the truth. And when somebody comes up and tries to lie to you and try to make you fall away, tell them the truth. Amen. How do you kill a lie? Speak the truth. Listen, a lie will run when the truth is spoken. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. The Antichrist, he'll come and he'll sit in the temple. He will sit on the throne and make himself to be as God. And people will worship him as God. People will be deceived because... Here's the thing. He wants to slip in just like Satan wants to slip into our lives. He's going to slip in and he's going to make himself at home and then he's going to destroy your life. And that's exactly what the Antichrist is wanting to do. He's wanting to come here to earth. He's going to slip in. The Jewish nation is going to worship him. They're going to think he is the Messiah and he's going to try and destroy that nation. And when that happens, get ready. Listen, like I say, I believe the church will be out of here during all this. But Jesus is going to come back, kick somebody's hind end, kick the Antichrist out of the temple, and he's going to take over David's throne. And then we will come back and reign with him for a thousand years. 
That ought to excite you, amen? Take heed to the deceptions from men. I've already uh, read to you Matthew chapter 24 and verse 5 and verse 11. And I'm going to finish reading to you verse 24. It says this, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Where's, the church, where, where's Satan going to start at? He's going to start with the elect, ain't he? Listen, he's already got the lost people. He ain't got to go and, and bother them. He's going to bother the ones that he ain't got. He's going to start in the church house. And if we ain't careful, we'll let him ease right in. So I believe that's why in verse, uh, what I read to you in my opening scripture, I believe that's why Jesus said, watch therefore. Because these things are going to come to pass and they're going to start in the church. Satan is going to try and take over the church. Listen, he was a song leader in heaven. He was the one worshiping God in heaven. And when he tried to take over God's position, he became the ruler of the music that, that is in the world today. I believe he, he's the author of, of most of the, the filth that's going on in our world. Because he, the Bible states that he is the God of this world. Little g. He's the God of this world. And listen, if you're lost, if you're a sinner this morning, he's already got you, friend. But I believe Christ was telling us Christians and His disciples during this time and to His Jewish brethren, He's telling them to watch, therefore. And then He said, watch and be ye also ready. What was He telling us to do? He said, prepare. He told us to prepare. I want to read something to you before I move on to my, my, my uh, last part of the message. 2 Peter chapter 3, uh, verses uh, uh, 3 through 7, I believe it is. It says, uh, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, walking after the, their own lust. That's, that word scoffers means mockers. They're going to make a mockery out of us. Walking after their own lust and saying, where is the promise of His coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. The wrath of God's coming. It's coming. And He's gonna He's gonna purify this world. It'll be purified. Brother Bill Odom and, and I were talking this week and and uh he, he kind of brought me up to date on, on the uh the one world government. Boy, that's taking place right before our very eyes. And if you can't see that, uh, you might need to t turn on your television and get on Google and, and do some research because it's happening. And they're trying to get it to pass right right in the very midst of us, the one world government. And, and I was told that on May 14th, anybody know the significance of May 14th? May 14th, 1948, the, the country of Israel became a nation. Once again, they, they became a nation once again. And on May 14th of 2020, uh, I believe it's Pope Francis, right? That's the Pope today. His name is Pope Francis. I'm not very familiar with, with Catholicism this morning, um, but he was meeting with several religious leaders um, on May 14th of this year uh, to try 
and establish a one world religion. It's happening. And we can't stop it. it it's prophetic. And it will come to pass. But here's the thing. You can be ready. Amen? You ain't got to be caught by surprise and you ain't got to be caught unaware. You can be ready. And Jesus told us that. Hey, we can be ready. It has been suggested that the invasion of Israel by Russia prophesied in Ezekiel 38 and 39. It's also, and I'm going to stop there, I'm reading a quote from Warren Wiersbe. Uh, also in Revelation chapter 20, when you read of Magog and Gog, Talking about uh, the uni- uh, uh, it's talking about Russia uh, as as the one who who's going to come and, and take over. <clears throat> it has been suggested that the invasion of Israel by Russia, prophesied in Ezekiel thirty eight and thirty nine, would occur at that point. Certainly, Israel will be at ease and dwelling in the safety of that time, for she will be protected by the Antichrist. Ezekiel chapter thirty eight and verse eleven. At that time, he will be the ruler of a ten nation alliance. Now notice this. Notice what the Ten Nation Alliance is called. The United States of Europe. That means we're going to be a part of it. That means the United States of America will be a part of this one world government. We will be a a Ten Nation Alliance. That's also, uh, uh, and I believe that will come to pass when the peace treaty is signed. There is a peace treaty out there, and, and you might have heard Donald Trump speak about it. Um, President Trump, I'm, excuse me, sir, if you're watching. There is a peace treaty in place, and all it takes is a few signatures, and that bad boy is established. And I believe that we will see a lot of things speed up once that is in place. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 36 says this, But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. We don't know the day it's going to happen. Might be tomorrow. Might be 2021. Might be 2025. Might be 2055. We don't know. But what we do know is it's coming. We don't know when, when the coronavirus pandemic is going to end. But we can be ready. We can be ready. Lastly, this morning, I want to talk to you just for a few moments. And I'm, I'm, I promise I am closing with this. I want to ask you a simple question. All of you that's watching online, I want you to pay real close attention to me. How are you preparing? How are we preparing for these events to to come to pass? We can't stop it, but we can be ready for it. The groceries that you buy, it won't save you. Because soon, your money will run out and your groceries will run out. Selling your stocks and bonds won't buy your way out. I've seen people throwing stones at a lady this week who had who had sold her her stocks in in the stock market and got pretty wealthy off of it. They're mad at it. But listen, your stocks ain't going to buy your way into heaven. Your stocks and your bonds and all your investments, your retirement fund, all that you have, your finances will not help you when these things come to pass. 
And dare I say, the Antichrist is probably going to take it from you. Everything you got, he's probably going to take. Mark of the beast, we, we already hear, hear that floating around, the mark of the beast. These little chips that, that is going to be all financial, all your financial information, everything that you have, chips, yeah, mark of the beast. It'll come to pass. We got the technology today that we can do it. It's come to pass. There is good news. That's why I wanted to, to talk to you this morning about all these hard things because there is good news, praise God. Only the salvation that Jesus offers freely. Ain't you glad it's free? Thank God salvation this morning is free to all men who shall call upon the name of the Lord. It's free. And only that salvation will save you from the wrath to come. It's only the blood of Jesus that will take our sin away, that will establish our place in the heavenly places. In Christ Jesus, we will be protected. And we will have that eternal security forever. We will be protected from the wrath to come. Hebrews chapter 2. I'm going to close with these verses. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. I believe it might be 1 through 4. It says, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For, th- uh, 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 for if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. Y'all ever seen that meme that said, uh, uh, how'd it go? Said something uh, to the effect that people wouldn't take sin so lightly if the, if the uh, punishment was paid immediately. Ain't you glad that the punishment for sin ain't paid immediately? What is the punishment of sin? Well, Romans chapter 6, verse 23 says this. It says, For the wages of sin is death. Boy. And I ain't going to sit here and tell you that I don't sin every day. I sure don't try to. But I know that I do. Because that's my nature. I have a sin nature. I have an Adam Adam nature that, that is sinful. Thank God I don't pay the price for sin immediately. Because if we did, we'd all be burning in the devil's head. Thank God for the grace of God that has appeared unto all men. Verse number 3. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard Him, God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders and with diverse miracles, and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to His own will. Friends, today, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Well, the truth is you won't. If you neglect the great salvation that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ paid for at Calvary, you will not escape. You will not escape the wrath of God. You will not escape an eternal punishment in a place where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth and the fire is not quenched. Jesus said that. And if Jesus said that, you can take her to the bank. Amen. You can bet your bottom dollar it will come to pass. In Matthew chapter 7, I ain't got this on the board for you, but in Matthew chapter 7, uh, 
verses 21 through 23, he said, Many in that day and hour shall come to me and say, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Have we not done many wonderful works in thy name? And he said, Then will I look at them and confess unto them, Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity, I never knew you. But only they who do the will of the Father, they shall inherit the kingdom of heaven. How are you preparing this morning? Listen, I, I've been to two grocery stores this week. One was completely empty. Because people are preparing physically. You know what America and, and the world and the society we live in is doing today? They're acting just like the people that stood without the ark when the door was shut. And they're acting just like Lot's family and, and the people in Sodom and Gomorrah during that day. They didn't believe the end was coming. They didn't believe that the wrath of God was coming. They didn't believe that, that the pandemic that they had would last very long. I, 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 I don't know how to say this, but I don't necessarily believe the coronavirus pandemic will last extremely too long. But who's to say it don't last a while? Here's the thing. I think it'll last as long until God gets His people to repent. Because He is trying to prepare Him a bride that is worthy to sit at the marriage supper of the Lamb and be wed to His Son, Jesus Christ. He's preparing His church. And what I see today is we see a lot of people in frantic mode. We see a lot of people panicking, running here and running there, trying to buy as much toy and as much food as they can buy. And, and, and they're probably trying to pull out all the money out of their banks and, and, and all this and trying to prepare physically. But boy, are you preparing spiritually? Joshua said in uh, Joshua 24, he said, For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I want us to serve the Lord. And I know that it, it's, it's been sort of hard being at home and, and trying to serve the Lord from home. But listen, You've got a cell phone. Most of you have a, a smartphone. Some of you have uh, YouTube and, and uh, Facebook and, and Instagram. And, and boy, we have all sorts of media outlets that we can get the word out, that we can witness to people. You've got people in your cell phone, I'm sure, that are lost and that don't know Christ. Boy, a simple message saying Jesus loves you. We're praying for you. That can go a long way right now. Right now, so, so many people have so much fear. They're looking for a way out. They're looking for some hope. They're looking for somebody to take this pandemic away. And there's hope in Jesus Christ because He's the only one. Amen? All right, I'm going to ask uh, Brother John and uh, Sister Sue to come and, and get a song. Right now, on, on our YouTube Live and our Facebook page, uh, I'm going to ask you, to search your hearts. I don't know your hearts. I don't know who's watching. don't know who's been listening. But I pray that the Holy Ghost has spoken to your heart, convicted your heart. Because if you don't know Christ, I beg you today, please make March 22nd, 2020 the day that you met Jesus. What a wonderful day to be saved. I tell you, we're living in the last days and it's an exciting time for Christians. Because we're seeing prophecy fulfilled right before our very eyes. As they say. There's a great day 
great day coming by and by. When the saints and the sinners shall be parted right and left, are you ready for that day too?